You're listening to the Redeeming Grace Church podcast. For more information about our church, go to rgcrc.org. Hey friends, Pastor Josh here, and this is the weekly update for Redeeming Grace Church. It's Tuesday, January 4th, and um, I just want to let you know about a couple things coming up this weekend. One is we've got a neighborhood breakfast happening this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Minaluzahan Senior Center. We would love to have your help serving pancakes and just general fellowship, just fellowship around the tables. We have a handful of people that trickle in and out throughout the uh, throughout the morning, and it's a great opportunity to have conversations. We've had a handful of people start coming to our church because they made friendships at that uh, breakfast. So would encourage you to consider coming and fellowshipping for part or all of that morning. Also, this Sunday, we are starting back our um, 915 growth classes on Sunday morning, and one of the ones I want to feature is for adults. This is, there's classes for all ages, but the one I want to really feature is we're going to do When Helping Hurts. It's a combination video study slash book study with a lot of discussion, and it's about how to engage poverty in a helpful way, which is really important for our church, considering where we're located and the kind of ministry we want to do. And the more people we can equip to do this, the more effective and unified ministry we can do together. So would in, would encourage you to consider giving a little bit more of your Sunday morning, coming at 9.15, and being equipped alongside us in how to engage helpfully in meeting both physical and spiritual needs. And then lastly, right after church on Sunday, we're going to have a Next Steps lunch right here at the Ministry Center, 140 North Street, for those of you that are newer to our church. And we would want to just want to thank you for coming and being a part of our church. And then also, I just want to tell a little bit more of the, more of the story of how the church came to be, my own personal story, and then invite you to consider actually joining our church as formal members and uh, being formally, officially a part of uh, making church go. Uh, so we would encourage you to consider that on Sunday. So now what I want to do is actually transition to a interview that I did with Zach Kelly just a few minutes ago. Um, interviewing him. He's doing ministry in Japan. And so uh, stick around for the rest of this video as we uh, learn a little bit about what the Kellys are doing in Japan. Hey, Redeeming Grace Church, uh, Josh here, and this is the weekly update. And I've got something new and exciting for you this time. Uh, I want to talk with my friend, Zach Kelly, who is in Japan as we speak, doing ministry there with Cadence International. And we support him just a little bit each month from our church budget. And um, you guys got to spend a couple months with us before heading to Japan. That was kind of interesting how the Lord's providence brought you into our lives for a short period, uh, but we're really honored to support you. And I just want the church to get a chance to meet you. And uh, so, Zach, why don't you just introduce yourself and your family? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so uh, my name is Zach Kelly. I, I'm a missionary with a missions organization called Cadence International and uh, the ministry of Cadence is to serve military people um, stateside and abroad. Uh, like Josh said, I'm, I'm in Japan currently. Um, I am a, a student ministries director here at the at Kadena Air Base in Okinawa. So we're, we're in Japan, but we're, we're on the island of Okinawa. So we're about four hours south of the mainland. Um, and we, we do the youth ministry program for the chapel. So the chapel puts out a contract. And, and we as Cadence missionaries, we uh, procure that contract and then we run the chapel youth program for them. So we do youth ministry for ages six to 12 or sixth grade to 12th grade. And, um, and so as far as functionally, we, we do a lot of the same stuff as um, what, what you would find in most youth groups. 
uh, we, we meet regularly for um, usually one gathering and then we, we have Bible studies throughout the week and some, some extra um, hangout times and get togethers that we do. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our ministry. We, and, and I guess in a nutshell, um, yeah. my, my family, we, we just got here um, back in, in January, we, we came in hot um, and kind of in between a pocket of, of travel leniency between COVID times and, um, and kind of jumped, jumped into ministry pretty quick, got settled in pretty quick. Um, my kids, uh, some of you have met my kids, but for those of you who haven't gotten to meet the crazy little ones, um, there, I've got a seven-year-old, a six-year-old and, um, and a four-year-old. And uh, my two oldest are currently going to Japanese public school. So that's been an interesting integration for us trying to navigate uh, how the cultural differences of American public school and Japanese public school. But it's been a it's been a process, but it's been very beneficial for us. And um, yeah, it's just been a, a unique opportunity to get plugged into the culture here. So. So your wife's name is Kara. How long have you guys been married? Been married for eight years, eight years, three kids. And they are age, did you say seven? Seven, six, six and four. And four. And they are spunky kids. I, re- I remember you, you guys, you guys definitely came in hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you've been there about a year, right? I think it was January of 2021 that you guys yeah, finally so, got there, right? Yeah, so exactly a year ago today, we, we would be sitting in quarantine up in mainland Japan. Um, we have another ministry house in mainland Japan. And uh, so we were doing our quarantine 14 days up there before we got to fly to Okinawa. So yeah, we would exactly a year ago today, we'd be sitting in quarantine. Wow. That's amazing. Now, just in God's providence, you were planning to go from, where were you before you came to Rapid? So we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas uh, before we came to Rapid. And you were planning to go straight to Japan but because of COVID and other things, you got delayed and got rerouted and you spent, what was it? Three months, four months up here in Rapid City working at Ellsworth? Yeah, right, right a little over four months. So exactly two years ago today, um, we, we almost, I think it was about in, in January, um, February timeframe, we were about 90% funded. So, um, so we were getting ready to come out to Okinawa and then I think in about April is when Cadence, we, we got our hundred percent funded. Cadence said, yeah, you're good to go get out the door. Um, and within the same week, the national or the international pandemic was issued and all the gates were closed. And so we, we sat in, in hot Springs, Arkansas for um, all the way until about September. Yeah. Until September. Um, and then we were just like, we can't just keep sitting here. Like we were just waiting and waiting. And, and, and so Cadence gave us the assignment to come out to Rapid City for a few months. So. Yeah, really, really bizarre. And you guys, you guys came in and just served, even though you weren't going to be here long, served with great zeal and uh, jumped in on church stuff right away. And so it was, it was pretty amazing. I was impressed with uh, the heart for the Lord that you guys have and your desire to Minister in Japan, that was the end goal. But in the meantime, to be patient and to serve where you were, I was really um, impressed by and encouraged by. And, and so I appreciated um, your example in that and your model of faithfulness wherever you are. Uh, so how, how did you, why, why Cadence International and why Japan? How'd yeah. that happen? Um, 
I'll try to cut that story short because it's a long yeah. one. <laughs> um, why Cadence? So back in 2012, and, and I'll, I'll cut cut through this pretty quick. Uh, back in 2012, I was actually serving on active duty here in Okinawa. And um, during that time, I had gotten plugged into the youth ministry program in this, coincidentally, in this exact building that I'm in right now. Um, I got plugged into the youth ministry program here by a, a friend that I went to church camp with in Hot Springs. Oh, wow. Just kind of a crazy how God connected this kind of story. And uh, so I started serving here as a volunteer. And then Kara and I got married about a year later. I got a drug her into it and she started serving. Then we continued to serve here for about two years. And, um, and God just really, I mean, just pulled our hearts towards, towards ministry. I had, I had big plans to retire from the military and, um, so I was going to stay in for 20 years and, and then maybe do ministry afterwards. But, um, but during that time, God really pulled our hearts towards, towards student ministries and especially with cadence, just seeing, um, the great need that there is for, for ministers to military kids and, uh, and just seeing how, um, incredible it is to work with military kids there. There's such a, a unique uh, people group of the world who, who are under ministered to um, and, and they're the way that they absorb the gospel is just very unique because they, as, as many of you in the congregation probably know, there's um, about every three to four years, military kids, they, they have to kind of up and move wherever their parents get orders to. Right. And, uh, and so that, that means building new relationships wherever they go. So leaving old relationships behind, building new ones wherever they go. And, and so when you're able to, to share with them about the one relationship that they can take no matter where they go and that they can even share that relationship with other people, that's, that's a really unique thing for a military kid. Yeah. And, and, and so that they hold on to that really tightly and, and it becomes something very, very special to them. And, and so, so they, they absorb the gospel in just this incredible way. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that really drew our heart to, to working with military kids is just seeing how receptive they are, how eager and hungry they are for relationship. Um, and, and we just, we love working with Cadence. Cadence is a, is a wonderful organization. We've just been super impressed by our, our leadership and just their, um, their, thoughtfulness and consideration to their to their workers and um and just the way that they lead well uh they, they lead us really well and and so we we wanted to work with somebody that we can trust and and i've i've always found just such solid trust with the leadership of cadence so yeah that's good yeah i went to college with chris cahoon i don't know if we've talked yeah. about that before but yeah so cross paths with him and uh, yeah, yeah, we both did a youth ministry degree at the, at Grace University. And so I, yeah, he, he, because of my respect for him, uh, I gave Cadence a good look and in the end, Lord called me a different direction. So, um, so the fact that you're with Cadence, I, I, I have great respect for their ministry and for ministry to, um, to military kids. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of them in my youth ministries over the years and you're right. It comes with a unique set of yeah. challenges and, and advantages. There's a lot of really uh, unique experiences that are both positive and negative in military life. And so to get to yeah. speak into that, and like you said, yeah, the one, the one relationship that they're guaranteed they'll never leave behind and always take with them. That's huge. So that's, that's great. What have been some highlights of your ministry so far? Yeah. So um, I guess we had a long support raising process. It took us a while. Uh, right. I, part of our support raising process was that we needed to do a year long internship. 
So I did a year-long internship, and and so it, it it ultimately took almost three years for us to raise our our full support, including our internship time, and uh, and just seeing the amount of growth that God had in store for us that that we just didn't even realize, um, and just seeing His providence through all of it. I mean, there was a lot of hard times. I left a, a good paying military career, um, uh, you know, great benefits, and to and just jumped into complete uncertainty. Um, and I did that with three small children and uh, a family to support. So, um, but God, I mean, just never, never once failed us. It was always in those moments where we were like, what do we do? Like, I don't know where God is in this or how he's leading us. Maybe he, he isn't calling us to this. It was always in those moments where he just continued to, to um, make some pretty big moves in our life to, to assure us that, no, like, this is what I've got for you. Just keep keep pushing on, keep pushing on. So um, just all of those little mini highlights, I would say throughout the, our support raising journey was, was just huge. And, and just how God continued to grow our family and our, our own relationship with him was, um, and our own reliance on him was, was just vital to us being out here and being healthy out here. Um, and then let me see. So our assignment in Rapid City, that was a uh, a unique opportunity, like you had said, and it was very random. And we, where we are Southerners through and through, we're not Midwesterners at all, and we were not ready for the the Rapid City weather. It was almost snowy the entire time. I think we were there. Yep. And um and but just the relationships that God had in store for us there was just really unique. Uh, we got to just meet some really wonderful people and people who loved on us well and. And really just kind of prepared our hearts to to go to the to the mission field. I think um, just got to see ministries running in in a unique ways that we had never thought of, um, and so that just kind of opened our eyes up even a bit more to to what ministry can look like in in different contexts. And this is this is certainly a different context than I think what ministry operates in normally. Sure. Um, so that was that was really great. Um, and then just um, since getting here, we've we've just had really wonderful students. Like I, I can't find a, a single thing to complain about when it comes to our students. They're, they're hungry, they're eager, they're fun. They, they engage so well with one another and with us. Um, there's this, there's, we were a few, a few months, a couple months ago, we, we do this encounter cafe every Tuesday. And so for the first hour, we usually just do cafe time, hang out, uh, you know, kids, they'll play board games and, and just sit around and we'll make coffees and, and mix sodas for them and things like that. Um, and then we play a, an, an hour of what we call mandatory fun. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and forced so fun. that's what I used to call it. Forced yeah, fun. Forced yeah. fun. We, so mandatory funds, a very common uh, phrase in the military. And, and so, so when we called it mandatory fun, they all knew exactly what we're talking yeah. about, but it's, it's just a group time to have group games. So um but, but during um, our cafe time, and we were getting close to, to starting our game time, uh, all of our students had started, sat down with one another, uh, this is 24, 25 students, they'd sat down with one another and, and started to play a game, all of them. Not a single person in the room was excluded. Mm. Um, and then we had two brand new students that walked in, and, and one, of our, one of our more senior students who'd been here for a while he didn't even hesitate. He jumped up from his seat. He went to the door and greeted them. Uh, and then he brought them in. He showed them where the bathrooms are. He showed them where uh, our cafe was. And he even, cool. he even made them a drink. 
and, and my coworker and I, we looked at each other and I was like, Beth, have we worked ourselves out of a job? And she was like, yeah, I think we did. I was like, but isn't that the goal? Yeah. It's to like, it's to like raise up a group of students who have an awareness for others, who have eyes <laughs> to see others and, yeah. and want to do, uh, want to include them, want to, want to bring them into what we're doing here. And so uh, that was one of my, one of my big highlights from the past few months is, is just being able to see that, uh, that we're raising a, a, a community and a culture and an environment here uh, that students have eyes for one another and that mm-hmm. they, that they really actually care to, to serve one another well. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's probably been one of my biggest highlights, um, is, is just being able to work myself out of a job that, that was pretty unique. Um, and, um, few, a few months after we had gotten here, I had, I had started to connect with some boys and, um, and so I was, I was going to take them out on Island. There's, there's some pretty unique thrift shops, as you can imagine in Japan. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're, they're wonderful to go to. They're overstimulating. There's tons of noise and lights and, and it's everything you would imagine in a Japanese thrift store. But, um, but I was going to take my boys, a group of boys who had never been, it's just three, three of the guys. And I showed up to the house and, and to pick them up, uh, two of the boys are brothers. And so I showed up at the house to pick these boys up and I only had one other student with me. And, uh, and the dad was like, y'all, y'all aren't taking like a big group. This isn't like a big youth group thing. I was like, I was like, no, I just wanted to hang out with your boys. And he's like, that's just, he's like, that's really unique. Yeah. Uh, he was like, not, not many people want to go out of their way to just like spend time with teenagers. Yeah. And, and, and that was, that was a unique opportunity to just kind of explain to him, like cadence's ministry ethos is, is sharing the gospel in our lives. It's not mm-hmm. just it's not just teaching your kids about Jesus, but it's just like showing them what Jesus looks like in life on life uh, opportunities. And, and that just involves having good relationships and having fun together and, and, and going out and experiencing things together. And, and so that was, that was just a really unique thing to hear from a parent that like, that's, that's not something that their youth pastor did in the States. It's not something that their youth pastor, uh, when they first got here at um, their church that they were going to that, that, that he did. Um, but they, they had, they were like, that's really unique that you, you seek out our students. And, and that's just, uh, I guess one of the things that we love about the ministry of cadence is that we get that opportunity to, to be able to kind of adapt ministry to what we, we think it should look like. And that's very life on life. I want to hang out with you, come to my house, we'll make coffee and, and talk. And, um, and so, yeah, that was, that was just a really unique time. Uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. What are some ways that we can be praying for you and your family? Ooh, lots of ways. Um, our four-year-old is testing us a lot. So that's, as you can imagine. Yep. Um, I can. There's, we've got a lot of weary students. Um, I think right now they're all in good spirits, but I, I think there's a growing weariness because of COVID restrictions. Um, it's, it's, you might've seen in the news, Japan's kind of one of the top, uh, like I guess heavily restricted countries right now. Yeah. Um, and, and so travel in and out has been nearly impossible. Um, like if I left the country right now, they would need me back in. Um, and I, and I'm a technically a legal resident here, so they wouldn't even let me back home. Wow. Um, hmm. and, and so there's just a lot of restrictions right now. Um, 
students just haven't been able to get out and experience the island much like uh, there's there's some students who got here and only have been here for COVID. Yeah. So, um, that's that's been oh. a, a challenge of just trying to keep them encouraged, keep them engaged well. Um, we had a parent the other day that had shared with us that they came in this past summer and uh, her daughter just started experiencing just tremendous amounts of exp- uh, depression just because there's so much isolation right now. And so they were, they were even anticipating sending her back to the States um, to, to live with grandparents until some of this clears up. Um, but that's when she got plugged into our program and, and just seen a, a tremendous improvement in, in just her emotional state and uh, in mm-hmm. just her spiritual state. So that's been, that was super encouraging to hear that, that we could have, we, we were that for the, for, um, for that student. Um, but yeah, so just a growing weariness, I think with our, our students, with our parents, there's the, the restrictions have been pretty difficult. Um, we have another student who, um, whose grandparent just passed away and uh, their family couldn't even leave the island uh, yeah. because, because of the restrictions. So wow. um, that was difficult. Um, let me see. I've got a couple prayer requests written down. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely for our, as, as far as personal prayer requests, our family just as navigating Japanese public school with our kids and, yeah. uh, and just trying to learn and then, teach them Japanese language as well has, has been uh, pretty challenging. We've luckily surrounded ourselves in a, in a really great neighborhood with some Japanese, uh, some Japanese locals who speak pretty good English. And uh, so our, our neighbors right beside us, they, they've become almost like family to us in the past year. And, and we've relied on them a lot for helping with school and, Sometimes I take the mail and I'm just like, huh, can you read this for me? Uh, yeah. um, just, I just don't know. And Google Translate's not very proficient. No. Um, but, but yeah, so so pray for pray for that. Pray for us as we continue to just navigate cultural things. Um, and then just with our neighbors, um, just one of the unique things about our, our ministry here is that um, we do get to live cross-culturally. And, uh, and that's one thing that God's always burdened Kara and I with is, is that to just share Jesus wherever we are. And that includes with our neighbors. And and so, so we're, we've been really trying to develop a, a loving and trusting relationship with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that we can share Jesus with them as well. Uh, There's only about 1% of the Japanese population, if that, that's actually a Christian. And, uh, and so there, there's a, they are a large, largely an unreached people group. And, um, and so we feel that responsibility that as, as their neighbor, that to, to show them love and and to share Jesus with them. Yeah. Um, And, and so we, we really hope that, that in the next months, in the next years, as our relationship continues to grow with them, that we can develop that trust to where when we do share the gospel with them, they, they listen and that, and that it's, um, and that it's met with love and trust. Uh, That's, the Japanese people, they're, they're very hesitant on a lot of things. And, and so yeah. to approach them directly would be, uh, wouldn't be a, a, a good idea. Um, they, they're not very direct people. They're very indirect. And, uh, and so, so we, it takes, takes a lot time. of trust. Yeah. Take time to trust. Yeah. So yeah, that would be 
all of our prayer requests, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that. That's, that's really helpful for us yeah. on, on our side to be praying for you and to, to know a little bit about what you're facing. And it can be challenging to be on the mission field. And there's a lot of people in the States that love and support you guys, but it, it is everybody gets busy with their own lives and it can be, and it can feel really lonely on the mission field. So I would just encourage all of us, myself included, to, to, to make the extra effort to to pray regularly for the Kellys and for others that you know that are serving in other places and the price that they're paying to be there. And so, um, so thanks for sharing that. That helps us, you know, feel a little more kind of engaged in what's going on. And, and, um, um, you know, I'd love to, at some point, maybe we can jump back on here again and hear your testimony. I knew that that would take too long for this, <laughs> this video, but you and Kara both have kind of amazing testimonies of God's grace. So if you're up for it, maybe we can get back on here and record another one and yeah, let I people hear about God's grace in your life and, and the ups and downs of, of how God saved you guys. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. I remember that. Um, before we, before we sign off here, um, how can people stay in the loop on what you're doing? Do you have a website? I know you have a Facebook group. What's the best way for people to stay up to date on things that are going on and what would yeah. be some ways they could support you beyond prayer? Yeah, so um, all of our contact information and um, all of our giving is done through uh, through Cadence. So you can go to cadence.org and uh, um, find all of our contact info there. Um, we have iPhones, so if you even wanted to shoot us a text and just let us know you're praying for us, um, you can you can find our numbers on there um, and our address as well. Um, so cadence.org is where you can get all of our contact info um, and also uh, give financially if, if you're led to do that. Um, also, if you wanted to send me uh, an email, we're, we're doing this new thing called Epistle, and it's almost like kind of like a social media platform for specifically designed for missionaries. Um, and, and so what it does is, is once a week, it sends out all of our kind of weekly snapshots, and um, it sends out an email format, and then it gives a link to, to kind of like the, the actual profile page. And, and so that's been a really um, great way to, to connect with our, our support partners and, um, and you can like and comment on it. And, and so just, it's just a really great platform that's, that's been, it's secure. That's one thing that we like is, is that we, we share real stories sometimes, uh, like, well, we share real stories always, but, but right. we, sh we share stories of people's hardships and what our students are going through. And, and we want to safeguard that and protect their information. And so we've, in the past couple of months, have been trying to do things that have, that are really safeguarding our students well. And, um, and, and so yeah, Epistle, I can add you to our email list and, um, and get you plugged in on that. That would be a great way to connect with us as well. So, uh, and that email is also on our Cadence profile. So cadence.org, uh, search us in the directory, Zach and Kara Kelly, and, uh, and then just connect with us through that way. It's, it's got all of our info, so. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks brother. I'd like to just uh, offer a quick prayer for you and then we'll, uh, we'll end the official recording part of this, uh, this talk. And uh, so let's just go before the Lord. God, thank you for Zach and Kara and their kids. Thank you for calling them to yourself in salvation, for, um, uh, for drawing them into your family, adopting them, and then commissioning them to serve you among the, among, uh, among the nations. God, we thank you for their, uh, their background and the things that you have used in their life to direct them to a desire to serve with cadence and with uh, military families. And God, we pray that you would bless them in their ministry there. We thank you for the place that you have put them. And we pray that you would give them 
um, all of the grace and resources that they need to do the ministry you've called them to. And I pray, God, that they would have great joy just in serving you uh, in the seasons that there's a lot of fruitfulness. We pray that they have, would have joy when there's seasons when it doesn't seem like there's much fruitfulness. We pray that they still would just have joy in serving the king and knowing that uh, they will hear well done and good faithful servant. And so, uh, God, keep them encouraged. We pray for their kids as they adjust and um, navigate school stuff and just general parenting and being far from family and, and friends. God, we just pray for your grace to be upon them. And we do pray, God, that you would continue to give them effectiveness in their ministry. And um, uh, so thank you for them and uh, for the chance to get to be a part of their ministry and a part of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. It's been a joy. Well, and you. thanks to all of you that watch our update videos. Uh, it, it means a lot to me that you'd spend a few minutes to, uh, to consider these things. And yeah, I'll make sure that you have all the information you need to connect with the Kellys if you feel led to, uh, to dig a little bit deeper and build more of a relationship or support directly. Uh, we certainly would encourage that. And uh, it's, a, it's a good place to invest your resources and your prayers. And uh, um, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, just a real privilege to be a part of it with you guys. So so thanks for making the time to do this. What time is it there? It is 9.30 here right now. On, uh, and you're a day ahead of us, right? So you're in the yeah. future. Yeah, I am in the future. It's, uh, it's not any better. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the recording right here. But yeah, thanks for making the time. Yep. Thanks, brother. Thank you for listening to the Redeeming Grace Church podcast. For more information about our church, go to rgcrc.org.